Dozens of Iranian lawmakers chanted death to America as they met in parliament. Mahintaj, Afat, Shahpar, Mahvash, Parivash, Chibatrak, Malachat, in this show, we tackle a question that we received while being featured on another podcast. We were guests on the Say What Needs Saying podcast, and we were asked, what do Iranians think about America and Americans? Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Mohammad. Our aim is to get answers to your questions about Iran and Iranian culture, or at least find somebody who can. Yeah, but we also can get you the Iranian take on things, like what we think about America and Americans. Exactly. In this episode, we discuss some of the defining points in the decades of drama between Iran and America. We talk about how that relationship was once pretty, pretty good until it rapidly deteriorated. We also read responses from Iranians who anonymously shared with us how they feel about America and Americans. Let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. Muhammad, hey. David. Oi. <laughs> What's up? Not much. Not much? Not much. Okay. You know, actually, uh, flags are up. <laughs> okay. Birds are up the trees. Birds are up. What happens? Inflation rate is up. It is up. Yeah. What else do you want me to be okay. describing Our spirits as up? are up, Mohammed. Our spirits are up at this festive time. At this time of the year. So, But Mohammed, I begun with the, hey, what's up? Because, you know what? It reminds me of the first time I went to America. And today's subject matter is Iran, America, and well, what do the Iranians think about America? When I first went to America, and I worked there for a short period of time, and uh, the place I was working at, people would pass me and they would say, hey, what's up? And, you know, we didn't have the whole Budweiser campaign and that wasn't really an English thing. And I'd be a bit perplexed and I'd look at them and be like, well, not much. Why? What's up with you? Are you okay? Like that. And it really confused me. But they just sort of smile and, yeah, and, walk, and move on. I'm like, what? <laughs> what a weird thing to say. It just weirded me out every day. When I'd had to think, like, literally, what is up with me? Nothing's up with me. Why would you ask me what's up? Did you go in America and came out? I I was I was spat out. Yes, but which end? Which I came end out did of. You enter. <laughs> yes. And which end did you come out? I mean, I had my eyes closed, my hands over my eyes as well. I was, you know, it's the, it's the great Satan. Yeah, you know, that place swallowed me up. I was inside the belly of the beast. And uh... whether the beast threw me up or Mm-hmm, to me out, I still don't know. My hands were covering my eyes. Mohammed, though, we were talking pre-recording, uh, and you surprised me by telling me the history between Iran and America. And I was quite surprised at how far back it goes. Mm. Mohammed, you've enlightened me. Enlighten the audience. Well, uh, actually, most of the people think of relations between Iran and America starting in the 50s. The first thing people think about is the CIA and the British intelligence-assisted yes. coup in Iran. On the CIA part, it's called Operation Ajax. Mm -hmm. 1953? Um, no? 1953, I guess, yeah. And they overthrew the government of Mossadegh, mm -hmm. who was... Uh, prime the, Minister at the time? Yeah, who was the, who was the Prime Minister at the time yeah. and who was hell-bent on nationalizing Iranian oil. That didn't go down too well, did it? That didn't really go well with the British Empire and the Anglo-Persian Oil Company... Also Which known as BP. Today. British Petroleum. 
well, it is uh, looked as interfering. It is looked as negatively interfering in the internal matters of a nation by most of the people. But uh, there are some people who kind of do think that it was a good move. I'm just putting it out there that uh, a lot of people think that Mossadegh was a communist sympathizer, if not a communist. Mm-hmm. And if he was not removed, we would be a hegemonic territory of the Soviet Union mm. at a time. So before and that, Mohammed, sorry for jumping mm-hmm. in, but uh, we were kind of like best buddies, right? America and Iran? Yeah, I mean, we were best buddies after that as well until 1979. The relations between Iran and the United States started as early as 19th century, late 19th century. Tell me more. Then the Kingdom of Persia and the United States of America exchanged ambassadors. Probably not much was going on then between Persia and the United States. So there's not much to talk about. Uh, but, okay. uh, but, but there were relations. It, it, it's really, there, it, there, were, were, there were diplomatic relations. Yeah. The only fun part is the first ambassador, the first Persian ambassador to, to the United States was named Haji Washington. Haji Washington. Yeah. Now that's there's a title, a, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a movie. Uh, no way. There's a movie called Haji Washington as well. No. Uh, are you kidding yeah, me? It's a nice movie. It's a nice movie. Brilliant movie. And, uh, oh my God. I want to see that. The first uh, American ambassador in Persia was Benjamin. Samuel Green Wheeler Benjamin. Excellent name. Yeah. Why not? So Mohammed, we have history and we've got history and we've got a whole lot of history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just keeps getting... Historic. Historical. <laughs> yeah. And in recent years, let's let's bring it up to date because, uh, yeah, so then we've got um, sort of revolution, embassy siege, mm-hmm. things like that. Things went a bit pear-shaped. Yeah. And uh, actually, not too recently, you and I passed the uh, former American embassy. Pushing our way in unsuccessfully. We wanted to go check it out, but we yeah. couldn't. It was shut because of reasons. Yeah. Uh, health reasons. Yeah. Pandemic and reasons. Exactly. But uh, it was nice. What do they call it? They call it the den of spies. Den of espionage. Oh, yeah, that's it. Den of espionage. Yeah, yeah. And I was quite upset, Mohammed, if you remember, because outside the embassy, this is like if you've ever seen pictures of Iran in the news, it's mm-hmm. always the same damn photograph. And literally five minutes ago, I just saw the same photograph. It's a woman wearing a headscarf. Uh, a full chador. Full chador. Yeah, yeah. normally. You know, normally I mean, more dressed showed up. me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, walking past the various murals on yeah. their former embassy. And uh, they've changed them all. Why might they change them all? They've made them really sort of, how do I put it, sexy these days. <laughs> I liked all the old ones, but they've made them all, they've updated them all. They're yeah. actually really quite creative as well. I was actually pissed off that I didn't see the chopper engine from the Tabas incident. Ah, tell the, us about that. That was the rescue mission that the, didn't quite go to plan. Was that Operation Eagle Claw? I'm not too sure, but they landed and there was a big desert. Well, they tried to land. There was a big desert storm for uh, rescuing the captured staff. So, Mohammed, let's talk about that incident. Briefly. As, as briefly as we can. Let's backtrack a little bit. Let's explain a little bit, as briefly as possible, about the hostage situation in Iran. Yeah. So, Cyrus the Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it goes way back. Yeah, it goes way back. Cyrus the Great established this empire called uh, Persia here and oh, okay. uh, blah 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 happens and then the Islamic revolution happens 2500 <laughs> years of monarchy down the drain <laughs> yeah. now we were a republic and uh, 
Shortly after, Iranian students uh, took over the embassy and took the U.S. Marines and U.S. diplomats inside the embassy as hostages. Okay. Kept them for... 444 days. Absolutely right. And there was a rescue mission attempt that was called Operation Eagle Claw. Yeah. Look it up for more details, but it was an unsuccessful uh, mission at a time of President Carter, a very small group uh, in the administration and the military. Yeah, they the put United this plan States. together, didn't they? Didn't they, and, uh... they used Del- Delta Force that doesn't exist officially to land in the desert in Iran and uh, go to Tehran, rescue the hostages, fly them out mm-hmm. with choppers and uh, get them out of Iran and to the United States. That failed. Yes, there was a sandstorm, and locally I think that's seen as some kind of like act of God. Mm, yeah. Because uh, uh, it was a freak by, incident. Yeah, by uh, the Islamic revolutionaries. Mm. Anyway, the negotiations were, uh, were, were still unsuccessful. Uh, the hostages returned to the United States during the Reagan, in the beginning of the Reagan administration. Yeah, so that was, was a bit of... Uh, can be a bit cynical about that because the... They, they were released, I think, precisely when... A lot of factors. I'm not really going Carter deep into it. Out, but yeah. because uh, the, the Islamic Republic wanted Shah back to Iran in exchange for the hostages and money mm. that was blocked by um, the Americans in America. And those negotiations apparently didn't go anywhere, but the former Shah of Iran died eventually and... Uh, New negotiations were on the table. One thing led to another, and we had Iran-Contra. Yes. That classic moment, huh? Yeah. With the weapons. Where, briefly, <laughs> going into it, is where the Americans... Well, oh, oh whoa, there was a war going on. In oh, Iraq. yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, happened. That yeah, happened, yeah, happened yeah, there too. was a war. So, yeah. uh, so there was a war between Iran and Iraq, how it started. Again, disputed. Let's not go into that, but... Um, the thing is that Iran rejected help from East and West, as we say so, uh-huh. as in the Soviet Union and its allies and uh, the Americans and her allies as well. So we needed weapons. So Gotta the get those weapons CIA dudes and like people in military in America, they actually found their way to selling weapons to Iran through Israelis. Interesting. And, uh, we bought them. And <laughs> you sure it wasn't for money owed? No. Okay. No, no, no. We we bought them. There's, there's I hope we got a good more. price, Mohammed. Yeah, I think we did. We got TOF missiles. They're kind of like f- Iraqis for your while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we got good stuff. Yeah. So it can be happy. Well, I mean, Iranians good got good stuff. And uh, imagine this dark room, these CIA dudes in the 80s outfits with like sideburns. I like this smoking. Picture. And say, why do we sell Iran weapons through Israel? Why don't we sell them to sell sell it to them directly? And they did, and they took the money and uh, they bought weapons unofficially and sent the weapons to Contras in okay. South South America, who were actually brutalizing communist sympathizers. Wow, man, this is complicated. Anyway, here. yeah. Wow, there's so, all manner of weird things happening here. That so, thing we don't really talk about it, but uh, the affair is called Iran Contra. Look it up in the United States. In Iran, we call it the. McFarlane scandal. So, Mohammed, we there's history and there's history and there's even more history. I mean, it's just been going from bad to worse relations, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and some might say that the Islamic Republic is is quite shaped in some ways by uh, a lot of these activities. And um, and I noticed this because uh, something we've spoken about on a previous show is uh, we celebrate the revolution 
each year on the 22nd of Batman, 12th of February. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first came to Iran, I would go there and it would be a fascinating experience. But it would always surprise me because it would always seem like, hang on a minute, this thing happened last week. Uh, because, you know, the, the sort of animosity or the anger and, and all of the paraphernalia that they, mm-hmm. they bring to express the hatred. You know, for me, it's always surprising. It's not about, you know, yay, we got the independence, which you might sort of see in other countries that sort or got some kind of independence. But in this case, it's like, what? Okay. Like, you know, it's still, you know, so much of the culture seems to be defined by that and hatred towards America. Yeah. Which kind of brings us to the subject of uh, the show today. And so basically when you go to Bistudo Bahman or 22nd of Bahman demonstration or any other anti-American demonstration, you can always see people chanting down with, the, down with USA in Persian or in English. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, well, the signs are always in English because I think they want them to get like photographed and published around oh, the world. So it's like, yeah. And that, that has been the case since way before the revolution. Yeah. A side point here. Uh, diplomatic relations with America does not happen directly, uh, but it does happen via the Swiss embassy. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there is some kind of, you know, pass it on mm-hmm. <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, no, no official official open mm-hmm. channels. Although, yeah, we are still United Nations. We go to America. Uh, Iranians head there. Although, are we sanctioned out of that these days? Oh, yeah. Everyone's on a Iranians, sanction list Iranians, these days. Iranian diplomats and press who are attached to the Islamic Republic, they're not allowed out of their buildings. They're allowed certain routes. They cannot go around New York and uh, talk to other people as well. Yeah. So they can go to their residences and go to the United Nations building. When, if... Zarif goes to Zarif the currently the the minister of foreign affairs of Iran. He's sanctioned these days, right? But he's such a nice smiley man, Mohammed. You wouldn't say boo to a ghost. Or is it goose? I never get that phrase right. Um yes. So let's talk locally uh about the type of media portrayal. Um, we need to be very careful about this one because I think we've already uh, we've already said too much, Mohammed. Uh, not really. No, because <laughs> there, there is, is a still, lot to yeah, say. There, there is, is a lot to say. Actually, there is downing of Iranian an Iranian airliner over oh, the Gulf yes, by uh, this yes. United States Navy so vessel. In, innocent Iranians traveling, yeah, to Iran got shut from down. Iran. Yeah. Oh, was it was it going out or in? It was going out. Okay. Then there is this explosion in Beirut that killed Marines mm-hmm. shortly after that. And a lot of an animosity between Iran and Iraq, specifically after the nuclear program uh, of Iran was surfaced yeah. in the late 90s. And uh, we had more sanctions than... More sanctions? And just more sanctions. sanctions. Just, and they more just sanctions. keep coming. They yeah. just keep coming. No, we were sanctions. We, I mean, the first sanctions came... Right after the hostage crisis, mm-hmm. they cut ties with Iran and they sanctioned parts of Iranian economy, but not fully. Mm-hmm. It's funny. The United States of America was, I think, either the first country or among the first countries that recognized the Islamic Republic of Iran. Yeah, they were kind right of, I saw that revolution. in a documentary. They were like, they were like, you know, this is cool. But then the hostage scenario obviously didn't go down too well with the public. And mm. uh, yeah, the, the pressure started. And as I say, 
History on history on history. Yeah, again, in mid-90s, the sanctions intensified. But then again, the real deal started. The real deal between Iran and uh, the United States started after the Iranian nuclear program. That also started way before the revolution as a program, Adams for Peace. Let's not get into that as well. Look it up. Adams, uh, like people around the world called Adam, no, came Adams, together Adams. and decided that they were going to come together <laughs> and form a peace group. The Adams for Peace. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, no. Atoms for Atoms Peace. Atoms for Peace, yeah. And, Sounds uh, like an oxymoron almost. <laughs> okay. All these serious subjects and now he's got a smile on his face. So Anyhow, all the, the Adams, got, to, all the Adams <laughs> yeah. got together this and they Adams did what? for Peace is irrelevant to the thing that is happening in the uh, late 90s. Anyway, uh, Iran uh, pursued, continued pursuing the nuclear program and it was out to the point. On, hang on, hang on. This, the nuclear program was set up uh, during the Shah's time. Yes. Money changed hands. Yeah. And they were, yeah, a lot of these contracts weren't on it. No. Money was sent by Iran to set up nuclear facilities. Mm-hmm. And where are the nuclear facilities now, Mohammed? They're still there. <laughs> but they weren't, they weren't set up by the Americans, no. though. Or no. anybody else. <laughs> okay. What, so there is an empty space? Yeah. Known as I mean, <laughs> the French and the Germans and the British and the Americans and the Russians didn't honor their parts of the deal. And Can uh, we get that money back, Mohammed? Can we get that back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of oh. course. Take paid? more hostages. <laughs> Keep them for oh over a year. Send is them that, back. Is that how it works? Get some money. The crates of money. Jesus Christ. There, there is more to get into, but I really want to get to the opinions. The Iranian understanding of America has this foundation. And the media, as I see it, and as we see, as we mentioned earlier, about the uh, anniversary of the revolution, these things are constantly portrayed to the Iranian audience and this is why America is the great Satan. Do you think these things resonate with the Iranian public? Do you think that uh, Iranians generally have a sort of bad view, generally distrusting of America or hate, detest, Mm -hmm. dislike? Would you say that's the case? Well, I mean, not all Iranians are there to burn American flags and Uncle Sam Pinatas, but uh, then many are. A lot of people don't trust America on both sides of the sociopolitical spectrum in Iran, but uh, I gotta say there's this general distrust. I think that's the distinction because the way I, I see it is, I mean, you can, I've had conversations with Iranians, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, the system we don't like, you know, the, the structure of the America we don't like. Dolat is bad, as in the government. But anyway, that's that's what everybody says. Like even the the people who are burning the say. American flag. <laughs> that's, what? that's what I say. Well, that's what my dad literally said to me two days ago. He was yeah on his on, on a rant about hmm. how much he hates America. They're the worst. They're yeah. the absolute worst. Well, of course they are. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, even the people who burn the American flags and yell "Death to America." It, any chance they get. They're going to distinguish between the American people and uh, the American government. Yeah, I think that's the case. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, if you get into a conversation and go deep enough, it's like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah we don't actually hate Americans. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mohammed, with your list earlier, you know, there can one can perceive that there's a lot of reasons to be sort of uh, disgruntled mm. with that scenario. But let me explain my thoughts about America as a half Iranian, and I'd like to hear yours, Mohammed, uh, as well. Because I think you and I, um, we debate this a lot, actually, oddly enough. And we, uh, I think 
at the core, we both agree on a lot of things, but we disagree on a lot more things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but the core, like as far as like, you know, the founding fathers, the principles of America, constitution and all those other things. And, and I've seen all those things with my very own eyes. Yeah, the amendments and all the rest. Yeah, like um, I think that's, uh, these things are great. I think these are great sort of um, things that humans have sort of gotten to a point where we've moved beyond like things, uh, dynasties, and we've moved beyond the kingdoms, and we have a republic, and we have a republic that is, that has so much foresight that even like you know, two hundred plus years on, it can still structurally function uh, to some degree. <laughs> some argue, some might argue it's not functioning too well uh, these days, but I mean that 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 involves some incredible understanding of uh, human nature mm-hmm. and some an incredible understanding of how systems work. And mm-hmm. um, I think for that to have happened uh, in humanity is, is really fascinating, really mm-hmm. interesting. And I think this is what uh, attracts a lot of people to America, that it becomes a place that it, is about ideas. And it's about who you, um, who you want to be, the aspirations. You go there and it doesn't matter about the, the background. Uh, it doesn't matter where you've come from. You go there, you work hard, you know, and you're rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can see plenty of evidence uh, one could present for that. So I think that's a sort of appeal that people like uh, around the world. And I, I think, you know, among Iranians as well, Iranians kind of like that. I mean, it's not, we've got a massive brain drain problem in Iran. I think we're the world's number one, Turkey number two, I think it is. Or we're probably competing with one another for that. But, um, you know, given half the chance, a lot of, uh, a lot of Iranians will just sort of want <laughs> to get up and get out of here and where will their choices be they normally will go to uh, you know canada america somewhere in northern europe western australia europe. you know mostly yeah. those mm. sort of those sort of places and i think it's it's a place that they perceive that they can go and prosper mm-hmm. and they have the certain as they see them freedoms so I'm, I'm, yeah. That's where you and I, I think, have uh, similar views or similar sort of. We we're comfortable on on that level. Mm. My modern day issues relate to things like the Federal Reserve, which I think is unconstitutional and shouldn't exist. And that's a can of worms, along with a great many other yeah. things that I could open. That I think, if I have gripe with America, is that it's not following enough of the Constitution in the way that it has been set up. No, you're right. We agree on a lot of stuff you mentioned, and uh, we disagree on a lot more. None of these stuff are the things that Iranians talk about when they're talking about America. Either they're talking about their support for regimes who are Mm anti-Iranian regimes, uh, who are tyrants, fueling every war around the world, hosting Zionist lobbies in the United States, they're supporting Israel. But these stuff are the things that uh, people talk about. Not the First Amendment, not the Second Amendment, not American foreign policies, the way the Americans claim it to be. Mm-hmm. Also, we talk about racism in the United States. We do talk about that. Even for the people who are on the other side uh, of the aisle, as in the opposition of the of the Islamic Republic, and saying, yeah, we don't like the Islamic Republic, but the Americans, they're not welcome here. Yeah. It seems like sort of both sides kind of need enemies. Really, and this seems to perpetuate a lot of animosity here. You know, it kind of helps you move forward politically when you have a defining point. 
Any thoughts on that? For Iran, America is an existential enemy. And for America, as you put it, Iran is a threat. Hmm. So bringing this up to modern day, because I was in America, I think it was three years ago now. It was the mm-hmm. last time I was there, two, three years ago. And uh, for a great many years, I've been wanting to go to California. Because the first time I went to America, I did a road trip from New York to California, or at least the plan was to go to California, and I never made it. I ended up getting to Las Vegas and then flew back to the UK. And I've been a few times since, and I've mostly been in the Midwest, so Missouri, Kansas City, um, the sort of heartlands, I believe they call that, and uh, met some amazing people there. Uh, so my recent trip, about three years ago, more recent trip, um, I was a little bit shocked. A little bit shocked at how things were a bit different. Um, I was in New York and California uh, for the most part. And um, because I play Pokemon, so I walked a lot. Uh, So a lot of the time I was there, I would just try and walk as much as possible. So I would kind of just see people out on the street wandering around, sometimes occasionally other Pokemon players, but otherwise just average Joe on the streets and not people in cars and whatnot. And I got harassed a lot, I must say, and saw a lot of deprived areas in New York to some degree. I immediately got off the train and went to Washington, D.C., and got harassed immediately. Oh, I was off the bus. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. That's twice in a handful of days. Um, flew to California. And it was hideous. I was very disappointed. Uh, and probably I bigged it up in my head. Mm-hmm. But um, I was in downtown LA, which apparently is not one of the nicer areas mm. of uh, Los Angeles. Because uh, there's Skid Row. There's yeah. all the people. Uh, like, there is, is a city of tents it's mm-hmm. very strange and you can just walk around the corner and suddenly city of tents mm-hmm. and, and uh, pieces and needles now. yeah yeah it's pretty bad and i saw like but I, not straws we don't no. have plastic straws anymore no 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 but it weirded me out i got i passed uh three people lying in a line on the road and i thought it would have been like they they were dead and they'd been lined up by the police or uh you know medical uh, mm. professionals i was and i stopped and i was nobody was around and i was looking like and it was really hot no but there they was could a heat breathe, wave though. No, I waited and I looked and I'm like, are they breathing? But like, they are were they breathing. Okay? They yeah, could breathe. They, they were breathing. I can, yeah, they could, oh, okay. they probably could breathe. I yeah. mean, they were breathing. They were so breathing, they so they could breathe. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and LA's, you know, downtown LA is just nonstop sirens, uh, like morning till night uh, as well. But also, you know, another time I was in this sort of semi-outdoor bar and then suddenly some dude collapsed in front of us, topless, blood pouring from his head. Everyone's saying, like, stand clear, stand clear. And it was weird because the fire brigade people turned up to tend to it which apparently is how it goes down there not the ambulance Hmm. and uh, so that was kind of really weird then i got harassed on the street and everywhere i was going i was getting harassed it was problematic it was very frustrating to be in california i went to san francisco and it was pretty much the same Uh, in some ways worse Mm -hmm. uh yeah needles on the floor like it was weird like both in la and in san francisco i saw a woman shrieking on the streets, strip naked and fall on the floor screaming. Hmm. Within like three days of one another, one in LA and then in San Francisco. Bath salt. Yeah, and it's weird. And my brother, my brother lives in America, so does he I do bath salt. He probably does well. bath salt. Yeah, oh, okay. he's into that sort of stuff. Wow. So I asked my brother, like, what's going on? And he's like, I've never seen this side of America. What, like, why are you seeing all of these things? I'm like, I think it's because I'm playing Pokemon and I'm just walking everywhere in a heat wave, watching, you know, seeing all these weird things happen on the street. Yeah, probably but, um, I should take you to places uh, where probably would change your mind about Tehran as well. Yeah, let's get down to Shush. That's what you love it here. No, Shush is great. Really? Yeah. Where am I going, Mohammed? Yeah. 
Where do I need to go to see the real? Uh, I will keep it as. Surprise. We're going to go there. We're going to do a show. We're going to do a tour down there. We're right? not going to be able to do a show. We take any of the equipment there. We're just not going to get back to do it by memory. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so, anyway, so, there are so that was, yeah. Okay. And everywhere has this. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure to some degree. It was really saddening for me. And, and they say you, you, you know, you can judge a nation by how it treats its poor. I don't know who said that. I don't know where that came from. But um, but I, I spoke with my American friends about the situation there. But apparently California is a little bit unique in the fact that uh, it's the place that people who are sort of, you know, not really in a good mental position, uh, not really in a good economic position, go to because at least they can camp out on the streets. They might mm-hmm. get some money from uh, people. And the weather's nice. You're not going to sort of be rained on or freeze to death mm-hmm. uh, on the streets. Yeah. So that was a bit shocking for me uh, to say that. And as I say, I mean, apparently it wasn't that uh, normal. or wasn't. It was odd, my experience, according to my brother. But anyway, that's, that's, my, that's my bad experience. I've had some amazing times in America. I've met some incredible people. And every nation probably says that they, oh, they are the most hospitable, the nicest people. And Iranians are very hospitable. We've spoken about that on many occasions. But the Americans are really something else. Certainly in, in the Midwest, they're really warm people. Um, you know, I get flights around internally in America. And they're just so nice. They just mm. sit and they chat with you and there's no no pretension. I'm not going to say that necessarily about New York and I'm probably not going to say that about California. But uh, the things in between, uh, some of the nicest people and I've had generosity like I've never uh, seen uh, in America. So I've had some, you know, I've had some amazing times and I've had some peculiar uh, times there. That's my personal, as a half Iranian, uh, to Bobsworth. My man, shall we move on to the part of the show where we let our audience know about what Iranians think about Americans as far as our audience? So yeah. we asked we asked our followers on Instagram to mm-hmm. get back to us. And the question was... What do Iranians think about the Americans? And from the number of followers we got, we got these responses. Yeah, we got a pretty good response. And uh, we said that we would keep it anonymous. So people would feel free in uh, saying exactly how they felt about that. The person who asked the question is anonymous. The people who responded are also anonymous. David and I, for that matter. Yeah, we're anonymous. We are also anonymous. Nobody knows who we are. Yep. So the first response was junk food, simple people, hardworking folks. A hurried nation that absolutely has no idea about the rest of the world. Controversial. Mm -hmm. The next one was people with no knowledge. How rude. <laughs> okay. Actually, it's a funny point. The first time I went to America, there was a guy there working uh, with us. And he looked really well-traveled or looked really wise. And I said to him, oh, you know, you must have been everywhere. He's like, oh, I've been everywhere. I'm like, oh, you must have been like, you know, all over the place. And he's like, yeah, I've been north, south, west, you know, east, you name it. I'm like, oh, what, have you been to like, you know, China? Have you been to like India? Have you been to like Russia or something? He's like, no, 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 no. I was like, oh, where have you been? He's like, no, I've never left, left America. No, I've been like North America, South America. Yeah, and America is like a better half of a continent. It is so, huge. I mean, it is huge. I mean, I've traveled map, across it. I yeah. Know. It so, is so basically you know that, I mean, you drive for four hours, you pass like five countries in Europe. You could drive for 12 hours within a state in the United States. Yeah. Mohamed, what's next? Nice, lovely, and beautiful. Chakirim. Chakirim. These are really contrary. Yeah. Then we have a nation in a few words. 
And then it goes on in another message to say, It's a huge country. The people seem friendly. In some cases, influenced by media, it's hard to talk about a... And maybe that message goes on, but I can't see it here. It's cut off. Word limit. Yeah. Word limit. So unfortunately, it ends at that. Next up. I love it. It's my home. There you go. Next up. This person says, Well, I think we need to narrow down the question a bit, but all in all, dreamy, quote unquote, may sum it up. So the next one reads, It sucks. And I'm saying it because I live here. Pretty sure it's a dream for most of Iranians, unfortunately. Sad face emoji. Too sad face. Or is that an angry face? That is like a disgusted face emoji in the middle. Ah, there you go. Next up, we have, as a humble American who happens to be also an Iranian, I say America is the greatest country in the world. And that was one of a two-part answer. (laughs) It goes on to say, it is the best country on earth, a humble option of someone who is an American and an Iranian. Well... We all know that Iran is the greatest country in the world. We invented Obviously. everything. We started everything. I mean, we basically started history. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Next up, Mohammed, we have... Hang on a minute. This isn't an Iranian. Uh, well, we'll read it anyway. We're going to read it anyway. Invalid. Go. Visited a few times, but I wonder without tourism, it would be a third world country. You didn't say the emojis at the end there, Mohammed. It is a look at my teeth emoji and then a monkey covering the eyes emoji. Yes. Next up, we have a list of two, numbered list of two. Mm. That is, one, you want to look great. Two, you need to make others miserable. <laughs> oh well, this other one reads, I respect America and I believe what the government of Iran is portraying is simply jarring. Mm. Next up, we have another message. Not only the great Satan, but the best Satan <laughs> with a Satan-style smiley face at the end. Mm-hmm. And this other person says, not as critical as some people. I oh, think, why do you put it there? Like, that was a, I think that was an answer to another question. And then we have a third world country in a Gucci belt. Got to look good. And last of all, Mohammed, do the honors. A divided nation where stubborn ideologies are negatively impacting people's lives. Interesting. Thank you to everyone who gave us an answer there. Mohammed, how do you feel? Are you, are you kind of surprised by those? Do you feel, did you expect that as a response? Actually, that's the common thing you hear about, but I thought like we would have like more negative responses from people in Iran. I kind of expected more positive. Mm. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, mm, you know. Easy target, hate on America. I get that. But I kind of I expected, yeah, a little bit more positivity because um, my opinion is that I think Iranians, you know, aside from that whole um, detest for the structure, love the place. You and I see different crowds. Let's listen to this one. And uh, if you don't mind, David, paraphrase it. Okay. Hello, Mohammed and David. My thought about America is just one Liberty City. You know why? Because I played the GTA game, a lot in my childhood. I don't know if you played it or not, but the Liberty City, that version is amazing. And I had a dream of visiting Liberty City since then. The first thing that comes into my mind and my thoughts about America is Liberty City. Yeah. So Liberty City is where this 
version at least of GTA happening, Grand Theft Auto, the game, there is, of course, Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And there's shootings and there's mobs and there's killings and you run over people and everybody kills everybody or to run away from people who are trying to kill everybody. So basically, you're a felon, you're a criminal, mm. police is after you, obnoxious things happen in that Liberty City. Apparently, America is like that. It's not like that? Well, anyway, as expected, more or less, diverse opinions ranging from America is crap to America is dreamy, to America is basically a video game. Yeah. And we would like to put it out there again. Why not, Mohamed? Let's uh, let's get some feedback. So if you're listening to this, if you agree with any of the points, if you disagree with any of the points, or if you have a, another opinion completely about the place and the people, let us know. And where can they do that, Mohamed? You can go on any social media. Not any social media. The more popular ones that uh, people over the age of 18 use? Uh, yeah. Like uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. But not TikTok. No, no. And uh, comment there or send us an email. Comment to anyone or go to our place and comment? Yeah, find askanyrwanian.com to Probably comment. Better you can to, just basically yeah, just go comment and to comment in to anyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do it randomly and see what happens. Yeah. We're not going to see it, but... I mean, if you're if you're including a comment and hashtagging Ask an Iranian, look or go like hashtag Ask an Iranian. We can find it. There you we go. We might find it. Oh, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. We're probably not, not. going to look for it anymore. Yeah. And of course, Mohammed, they can go to our website. Yeah, askaniranian.com. You can and also send us an email to questions at askaniranian. I've heard about this thing. Email people still do that. Yeah. So yeah, do that. Send your opinion, your thoughts, or your feedback upon any of the comments that we've had from anyone here. We hope that in some way we've been able to express mm, a view of how some Iranians, obviously not all, uh, how they feel about America and the Americans. And uh, yeah, we got through that, Mohammed. Through this one. Through this one. We're hellbent on answering your questions. There are still a bunch of more questions that we haven't answered yet. And we will soon. We'll get there. Thank you once again to all the people that gave us feedback for the show. Really appreciate that. Interesting response. And yeah, we'll look forward to having you, dear listener, join us in the next one. Mama, you're looking at me like I missed something out here. No. <laughs> I'm looking at you like... What? Like, we're wasting time. Okay. So this is the last show of the year 2020. Yes. Thank you for being with us throughout the months we've been together. Mm-hmm. Check out our previous show for a summary of how the year went and to listen to feedback from all of our guests for our 2020. Also check our next show yes. in 2021. So anyway, for those who celebrated, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We out. We out. Bye-bye. Khodafiz. Bye-bye.